episode 202, Where Are Your Chapters Leading You? Hi, I'm Gabriel Carrillo from the EdTech Bytes podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Educators, is your passion tank running on empty? Look no further. Gretchen of Always a Lesson has a double dose of just what you need. Come fill yourself up with an empowering educators podcast to start your day feeling empowered. Hey, hey, elite educators, it's Gretchen here of Always a Lesson. Thank you for tuning in. It's another week, another lesson. You continue to prove you're spending your free time investing in your own potential. You're listening to podcasts for either entertainment or professional development, but that is an elite characteristic of someone who goes above and beyond what is required of them to show up and do their job better each and every day. So I applaud you and I thank you for being here. This podcast episode is especially for teacher leaders as we talk about owning the path that we are on and the one we choose to take so that we can ultimately become what it is we desire as educators. So let's reignite your passion and potential. Are you ready? Here we go. Happy 2020, y'all. Woo! Another decade, another year. It's a fresh start, a chance to start anew, a chance to look at where we've been and decide where we want to go. It's a moment in time where we feel we have so much clarity and control. And last episode, I encouraged you to go beyond making resolutions and goals and to actually set yourself up for success with a roadmap of actionable steps to get you there. And I hope you listen to that nudge and put on your ideas into motion so that they can become reality. And if you work with teachers, as I know you do, I linked an activity in that episode that teachers can do with their classroom of students to set goals and then plan actionable steps to reach them. This is a powerful way to model goal acquisition, and being in the driver's seat of your life. And we are more than just teachers. So use every opportunity to model and demonstrate what it is you want to see in the mirror. Because those we lead are a reflection of us. The stories we tell ourselves, the work we do to achieve our goals, the attitude we have about the work we do, everything. They are our mirror. And today, I think it's an appropriate time to talk about our path and our journeys as educators. We have what I call chapters in our lives, and they lead us to the next chapter and so forth. And some chapters are full of amazing blessings, and others are just trials and tribulations. But each chapter is so significant and so important. They guide us and help us and develop us. And as I was reflecting on 2019 so that I could make my plan of attack for 2020 and think about the influence that I wish to have in the educational field and and the work I do each and every day for teachers and teacher leaders, I realized there were a few chapters in my life that were cornerstones for my own development. And I see them as dog-eared pages 
in my life book, chapters I want to go back to and remember the impact that it offered to me at that time. And so that is the rationale for this episode. I'll share with you those chapters that have developed me to where I am now and how I want to write future chapters to lead me to the next place. And I do this cheesy analogy here as an open book so that you can envision how this might look for you. Because at the end of the day, your life isn't happening to you. You might feel stuck in your situation sometimes, but really every day you can take action steps that will change the trajectory of your path, even if by one degree, because that one degree makes all the difference. So if you love being an educator and you've got big dreams for how you can show up and serve those you lead in bigger and better ways, then hang tight as I help you work through this today. There are certainly many, many chapters that have led up to the first chapter that I'm going to talk about. But when I really look back over my career as an educator, there are three chapters that hold so much impact for me and who I became because of them that I want to focus on just those three today. So the first chapter that changed my edu trajectory is the learning walk opportunity. And I wish I could remember where I first learned of the idea of learning walks, but my transformation occurred prior to even having those words to describe what it is that I was doing. So I guess what I'm saying is I experienced it before someone told me what it was. I always had a close relationship with my leaders. And if you've heard my story before, then you know I originally thought I was going to become a principal. So I love to learn from the leaders in any way possible so that I was prepared, you know, when the time came. Our district had what was called facilitators. They acted as instructional coaches in subject areas of math and literacy. And those leaders became my unofficial mentors, too. I gleaned everything I could from them. And one thing that every leader of mine knew is that I had this thirst to get better. I wanted to get my hands on how to do things better. And so when we rolled out guided reading school-wide, I had the logistics down pat for how to do it, but delivering the instruction on a skill versus whatever the topic was of the shared text we were reading was becoming challenging for me. And my literacy facilitator told me about this opportunity within the district where you could go and watch someone teach. And she knew This would be something I would want to do. I didn't take it in a way that said you are not good enough or you need to get better in this area because people were already coming to watch what I was doing and see how I laid this out and managed the classroom. So I did have a strength, but I could be greater. And there was a piece that I needed to get better at. And she knew that thirst within me would be open and willing to do it. And that's why it's important that you share your goals and dreams with those around you because things are going to come up and your name will pop in their head and they'll say, Hey, this perfect opportunity came up. I think you should go and do it. And you're like, yeah, like I would have never heard about this had you not told me. So thank you. And you sign up for this opportunity through this online forum and teachers open their classroom. They were obviously backed by their principals that they had something you know, to offer if you come to watch. So off I went. And the whole experience of just getting out of my classroom and out of my school building was noteworthy. 
I mean, I watched someone else teach their students in a way unlike my own. And that was so eye-opening. I took full advantage of this opportunity. I walked around the school and took note of everything. The vibe of the hallways, the student artwork, the friendliness of the staff, the orderliness of classrooms and student behavior. Everything was fresh and new. Just what an aha to teach the same subject or topic during the same block of time, but to different kids who had different needs. And add on top of that, a teacher that has a unique spin or approach. I mean, mind-blowing learning opportunity at work. And of course, what I was there to learn, the actual guided reading instruction was top notch. And so I took copious notes, but the whole experience was more than just that one opportunity. I realized how important it was for me to get out of my environment, to see strong instruction from every perspective I could. And I could not believe that other teachers were not taking advantage of this opportunity where the district would supply a substitute teacher for you to go do this without being docked any pay or sick days or anything. So of course, I signed up to go see as many teachers do as many things as possible. That was then my favorite professional development activity. And I came to learn that they're called learning walks, and it makes perfect sense. So my reaction to this whole experience and how I decided to use it and help somebody else and pass the baton was sharing this with those around me. So since I believed in this being so pivotal in my own growth as an educator, I talked with my leaders about doing this in our own building, and they set up the structure for teachers to visit each other's classrooms and show off their greatest teaching talents, and so much respect grew among our staff. We now understood what it was like to teach K-5 students and all the little nuances in between. We valued each other's skill sets and we could actually celebrate those with confidence because we saw them in action. And when it came time for teacher of the year voting, it wasn't a popularity contest. It was we actually knew the inner workings of those that we are voting for. We had the evidence to substantiate our votes. And so we grew as a family, a school family, and our desire to learn and develop as educators was stronger than ever. It was so motivating and so personal. And I can't tell you that feeling of being in charge of your own learning instead of sitting in a professional development session where someone's teaching you what to do. You're you're able to do with it what you want. We just learned from the expertise of each other. And that is so powerful. There was no reason to keep a learning walk, a secret, and just do this myself in these other schools in my district. If learning walks was a huge motivator and change agent and how I grew my craft, then everyone needed to experience it. And I still believe to this day, the best professional development is in your own building through your own colleagues. You've got to get out of your classroom and watch teaching in action. And everyone has something to showcase and everyone has something to learn. So if you want to learn more about Learning Walks, uh, I put a link in the show notes. I've got all the details of what it is, how it works, how to set one up in your school. All you have to do is go to alwayslesson.com, click on podcast, and you'll find this episode. Everything you need to reference is going to be right there. So the second chapter that stands out to me is becoming a coach with the New Teacher Project. So let me back up here. 
So as I developed my own leadership skills, I started looking for opportunities to lead teachers other than being a cooperating teacher for student teachers or mentoring my own colleagues who were either new to the grade level or new to the school or new to the district. And I don't know how I got so lucky. I really don't. But shortly after my decision of, hey, I'm ready to like do the next thing, I got an email. <laughs> I mean, that's really how my life changed was a, a, a silly email. Um, but it was from a place called Teach Charlotte, which was a branch of the new teacher project. They would have these mini branches in multiple states to do the work of the new teacher project. And so they were looking for people to lead professional development for the new teachers that were going through their program. And I loved teaching and I certainly loved teaching teachers. So I applied and went for the interview and I was offered a position. And so each season I added on roles and duties with Teach Charlotte, but my favorite role that I took on was coaching of the new teachers as they completed their student teaching during the summer school sessions. So I was modeling teaching strategies and observing teachers in action and having those honest one-on-one conversations about how things were really going and obviously leading professional development that was actionable and applicable. And never before had I felt like I had such an impact on our future. You know, because when you teach kids, it takes decades before you see the fruit of your labor. But as a teacher coach, you see it immediately because those you lead are implementing your feedback and your suggestions in real time. And I learned so much about cultivating relationships, using your knowledge to help someone else succeed. Holy cow, that's really hard. (laughs) Having hard conversations, knowing that the student's best interest is always of utmost importance. Or working under extremely tight timelines and pressure for success and just so much more. I developed as a person, as an educator, and as a leader. And I'm so thankful for those new teachers who helped me become what I am today. They are just as much a part of my story as I am part of theirs. And so my reaction to this chapter, this pivotal moment and experience told me that this is where my heart lied. I knew I wanted to lead teachers, but when I shadowed my principal, I quickly realized it wasn't for me. That wasn't the way I was meant to lead. I I was confused because I didn't know any other opportunities for how to lead teachers other than being an administrator. But the new teacher project opened my eyes to the world of coaching. And so I later went out on my own to train and coach teachers nationwide. And I've loved my journey in meeting teachers from all over and continuing to grow my craft. This is absolutely what I was meant to do and how I was meant to show up in this world. And this is the way I am meant to lead. And my hope is that I continue to challenge myself to learn new things and gain new skills. And so I put together an online course for teacher leaders. Why? Well, if I had learned so much through working with the new teacher project and other coaches were asking me, how did you learn to do this? How who taught you to do that? Where did you get that form? And I had to build everything from scratch because coaching was so new. People were just hiring them and have no idea how to put them to good use. And so there was like zero structure. And so I was like, here, this is how the new teacher project did it. This is how I learned to do it. And this is what has really worked for me. And they're like, oh my gosh, thank you. And I thought, well, why am I only answering these one-off questions? How can I make this available to more people? So I decided to put it together in a course. I had no idea like what 
a course platform was. So I asked a bunch of friends who had done one before me, learned how to do it. I included videos where I'm teaching you, you know, different strategies you can use and the whole nuts and bolts of coaching and all the logistics. And I share every printable form I have ever made. Um, And I even learned that, hey, we actually would like to have these Uh, digital because we're walking around with iPads and stuff. I'm like, hmm, how to make a PDF digital. Okay. So I had to learn that and teach myself that. And then someone said, hey, some of this language is a little different than what we say at my school. Can I edit this? I'm like, hmm, I'm sure I could figure out how to do that. So I have then made three versions of these forms, just the ones you can print and the digital versions to fill it out online. And then the ones that you can edit and, and make yours. So I share all that there too for teacher leaders. Um, And what's great about this course is you can work at your own pace and you can refer to it as often as necessary. Anytime I make an update on it, you get the update for free. So again, I'll leave that link in the show notes as well, because coaching has certainly helped me become a better teacher and obviously a better teacher leader. So I, I share all my secrets inside that course. I mean, go take advantage of that. So the last and final, well, for now, chapter that is pivotal to me was joining a mastermind. And since I was on my own under my own business name, Always a Lesson, I had to quickly learn how to run a business. And that's very different than coaching teachers. (laughs) I was an educator. I was the talent. You know, I just want to show up and do my thing. But I had to learn how to do all the behind the scenes stuff, you know, how to market yourself so schools could even find you and hire you. And I had to learn to present myself to school districts all around the United States so I could work with their teachers. And, you know, it's awkward for me and it's hard for me. It's just not my best skill or asset. Like, I just like to actually do the work. I don't like to do all the stuff that leads up to that. My whole family is in business, but not me. I, I don't have a lot of money to invest in getting help. So what I did was I would listen to podcasts. Those are free. Read blogs, which are free. And follow business folks on social media, which is also free. So I was trying to grab at straws to, to learn this thing, build this ship as I was sailing it. And I was able to find some folks who became like my unofficial mentors. This kind of sounds like a theme, right? I just appoint these people that are further down the path. And I say, I'm going to watch what you're doing. And I'm going to learn from you. And I'm going to tweak it to make my own. And that's worked for me. So I'm going to continue to use that as a tool in my tool belt. But I watched how they paved the path before me and the mistakes they made and the successes they had. And I was so grateful for that. I was learning how to share all the knowledge I had to better help teachers and teacher leaders. And then I came across this opportunity to be part of a mastermind. And I don't know if it's divine timing because never in my life would I have been able to participate just it's a financial investment that uh hello educators don't make a lot of money and this is certainly money that with too many zeros and i'm thinking to myself how am i going to do this um and she even offered one-on-one coaching which is clearly many more zeros and i'm like i mean who can just afford this stuff and she's so knowledgeable and the people she put together in this group are just like right where I am doing what I'm doing. Now I'm the only educator, but you find similarities among the people who are all trying to do the same thing, help other people. Um, so I was just really interested in it to the point that I kept trying to figure out how to make it work. And I think that drive to get better is what made me not give up to be honest with her and be like, I don't think I can afford this, but I think I really need this. And she kind of paused. Like, I don't know if anyone's ever said that to her before. And was willing to figure out how to help me figure it out, you know? Um, 
And so when I came across that and was starting to struggle with what this was going to look like, it's basically, let me explain a mastermind if you hadn't heard of it, but in a nutshell, it's a way to come together with your colleagues, going through the same hurdles, making the same sacrifices, working towards the same goals. And you're basically putting your minds together collectively to create one mastermind, which is why it's called mastermind. And so the ideas were stronger, more brilliant together than alone. It's like this think tank of people. And this cooperative group is supportive in a way that I don't think I've had yet. It's like I've, I've, like I told you, reading blogs and listening to podcasts and talking to my family members, but not like this really solid group where you could be brutally honest and be like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and other people would be like, great, we don't either. Like, let's figure this out together. And I was really encouraged to just be in the same boat with people who are going through what I'm going through. And if you have something at your school where if you're uh, I've got new teachers, put them together, or you've got experienced teachers, put them together, or you've got someone new to a subject area, put them together. I mean, the more that people can, I hate to say commiserate, but sometimes you just need to vent to people who get it. And uh, I think there's a lot to be said about mixing everybody up and making sure you're able to learn from somebody else. But sometimes you just want to be with your own people who are like right where you are. And so we figured this out. I made the biggest financial and time investment I've ever made in myself ever because I just give to my kids and my husband and dogs. I mean, literally, I never make the list and I'm fine with that. I don't want to pour into myself. I actually feel guilty about it. And that's like something personally I have to work on. But I was thinking to myself, if I really want to have the impact I desire as an educator, I have to get serious about working on my craft as an educator. And I could only take it so far with my own knowledge or through the free knowledge I was getting from social media blogs and podcasts. So I bit the bullet. I can't even begin to describe the immensity of impact it has had on who I am as a human being who I am developing into. I've learned a lot about my mindset and how that affects my behavior and my goal achievement. And of course, I've learned lots of business know-how, but a lot of what was holding me up in my business was me. And I've learned and grown in who I am and how I lead and who I serve. And it's just been groundbreaking. Sometimes you learn a lot about yourself when you are in this learning phase you expose like the bad parts of you, you discover the great parts of you. Um, it's just a really, oof, I keep saying awkward. I don't know if that's the right word, but it's just a very unique opportunity to really get this perspective out of yourself so that you can grow into what awaits you. It reminds me like being right back in that hallway of that school where I was on the learning walk before I even knew what it was. You know, I'm, I'm in the middle of this pivotal moment of my career. But I can tell you a mastermind is absolutely the best way I could have invested in myself. These colleagues pushed me to see things from other perspectives. But best of all, they're down in the mud of the trenches with me. They're doing their own work, working on their own selves, but they still show up to do the work with me. I mean, how freaking cool is that? I'm honored that they care enough about how I care about what it is I'm doing in this world. And the mastermind is led by this knowledgeable coach. She's light years ahead of me in business and that's fine, but she has walked where I walk right now and she'll just cry right along with me as I cry because she remembers those scars like yesterday and just like when I help teachers and teacher leaders, I remember those raw moments they're experiencing, the, the difficulties, and I share with them, yeah, it's hard. Yeah, you just want to cry. You want to pull your hair out. You want to feel motivated again and happy and, 
inspired. Um, and so I share how I traverse through those things and I grow from them and look, I'm over here on the other side. I'm stronger for it. You can do it too. And so one of the best exercises that my coach led us members through was to find our stories because stories are what connect us all. And when we share our stories, we're able to have a bigger impact. Um, people draw closer to you when you're telling a story rather than just, you know, telling them what to do. <laughs> and they feel connected when they can relate to your story. And I did an okay job sharing my my stories, but I think in my book, Elementary Education 101, what they didn't teach you in college is a lot of practical advice and not as many stories as I probably could have shared. Um, I'll link that in the show notes too, because it is beneficial and it's a quick read and it is just little things that you can tweak and implement to be a stronger teacher. But I need to learn to connect to those that I'm leading through my stories. They want to know where I've struggled, where I've tripped up. They want to hear the story. And I don't think I that's natural for me to go there. It's natural for me to say, oh, here's what I did. Here's what you can do rather than, oh, man, you want to hear what happened to me kind of thing. So besides my own teaching stories, I felt like I didn't have any real jaw-dropping moments in my life that would be worthy of sharing to people. <laughs> I mean, just nothing unique. Uh, I feel like I have a pretty normal life, which is boring. Who wants to hear about that? But nonetheless, I did this activity. I, I said, you know, I paid freaking lot of money. I'm going to do every little thing that I'm asked to do in this group. Like, I'm going to make time for it. And so she made us do a timeline and put all these moments down in our life. And every moment is a story. And I realized, well, dang, I do have plenty of stories. There's lots of moments in my life. And just because they weren't full of heartache or hurdles doesn't mean it's not impactful. And then I was later writing my speech uh, for becoming a keynote speaker. And I had myself bent over laughing hysterically at these moments and these memories. And so I was learning about myself again from this other perspective, I was learning that there are parts of me worth sharing, that people do care about my happy, funny, silly moments just as much as they care to relate to my heart-wrenching ones. And that just because I haven't overcome some like super horrible hurdle doesn't mean that I haven't survived other monumental ones. So I learned to find my story along my path so that when I lead, it's not just tactical and logistical. It's also connected at the heart of how I got there and why. And those stories help me connect with the folks I lead so that I can use my knowledge and expertise to help them move forward into their potential. And it requires skill, but it also requires heart and connection. And so I grew leaps and bounds in that aspect thanks to the mastermind. And I would have never reached deep enough to unlock that part of myself. I also didn't know how. Had it not been for my coach and the exercise, but also for the support of other people doing it with me and seeing how we're all in different parts of business, but how we're all so similar and how we all are teachers every day and the people that we serve. And I found that connection is so important. And sometimes when we're in our classrooms and we shut the door, we feel alone. And sometimes when we're, you know, the instructional coach in the building, we are the only one. And we feel very lonely. We can't be friends with the teachers. We can't be friends with the admin. We're just stuck in this purgatory state of aloneness. And connection is so necessary for our own growth and development. And thank God for social media. You can go out and find your whole tribe, your whole new family. And speaking of, just like learning walks, 
kind of, I believed, shouldn't have been kept a secret. And so I brought them to life at my school. I wanted to do the same thing with the mastermind idea. I didn't want it to just be something I was experiencing and it being such a pivotal moment for me. I wanted other people to have that, especially teacher leaders who are by themselves doing a lot of the work. And many of you are either the first time doing instructional coaching or some kind of mentorship, or you're just the only one in your school or your district and you're kind of making things up as you go. And you need people to talk things through with. Um, It's made such an impact on me and I want others to have the opportunity to experience it too. So I launched my own Mastermind for Teacher Leaders. It clearly doesn't have uh, four, three, (laughs) two zeros, no zeros, no zeros, because I know that teachers can't afford to invest, but they can invest a little something. And what I've learned is when you uh, put your coins to the table, you are forced to show up. And I think that is the difference about why this mastermind was so impactful for me, because had I had it been free or like I or it wasn't as expensive as it was, I, I wouldn't have done the exercise. I would have been like, oh, that's cute. Yeah, I get the point. Like, move on. But because you know, you're like, well, I'm going to get every drip drop out of this, you force yourself to really participate. And I think that's what is great about this. So I actually created a three-tier support model. It takes 12 weeks, which is just 90 days. The bottom tier is that do-it-yourself approach where teacher leaders can purchase a coaching course of videos and printable resources that I mentioned earlier that helps them grow their leadership and coaching strategy. Then there's the middle tier, which is that cooperative approach where we come together as a group to do the work. And you get the benefit of the coaching course videos and the printables while also getting the support in the mastermind, which I talked about before. So you each level gets the level before it and something else. And so the top tier is this high touch support option with one-on-one coaching. This, of course, includes the coaching course, the mastermind, and then this one-on-one personalized support from me. And so teacher leaders can pick the support option that fits their situation. Where are you? Do you just want to do it yourself because you don't have a lot of time and you just want a few strategies and new ideas? Grab the course. Do you really want this group of people because you're missing that connection and you need to hash out ideas and talk about your specific teachers and your scenario and navigating that principal relationship, then join the group of the mastermind. But if you're like, I just need some help and how I'm doing things, my principal's not giving me much feedback. I just need that one-on-one coaching support then that is what you sign up for. I would have never even thought to offer this tiered support system to teacher leaders before had it not been for me being in that type of environment where a three-tiered support was offered to me. It makes so much sense. We all need something different, uh, but we all need support. And it gives everyone else the ownership to make that decision that feels right for them. So the mastermind just opened. You can apply through the link in the show notes. Again, just alwayslesson.com. Go to podcast episodes. You'll find this one. You'll see all the links you need there. This three-tiered support model really reflects how we teachers teach. I, I was thinking that the other day. There's the I do where you're independent. That's the coaching course. The we do, which is your guided practice. That's the mastermind. And then the I do, which is that teacher model. It's the highest support. It's the one-on-one coaching. So we know that this helps students retain their learning so that they can practice and develop their skill sets. And it really translates to that skill acquisition and that knowledge base. So why do we not apply it to how we as adults grow our craft? I don't know. So if you're actually an administrator, can you figure out in your building how to offer a tiered support program for your teachers? 
that would be pretty awesome. So this opportunity has arrived, folks. Go get your learning on and the support level that feels right for you. All those links in the show notes. All right, let's wrap this thing up. So these three moments in my career as an educator, learning walks, the new teacher coaching, and now joining a mastermind all have one thing in common. I was learning to dig deep within myself to uncover my own X factor, or we've talked before about superpower. I was learning. I was honing my craft. I was developing my skill set. I was growing into my future self. There were growing pains and ahas and lots of mistakes and blunders. But most important of all, I came out on the other side brighter and better able to serve those I lead. And these learning opportunities I chased and I created. I didn't let them happen to me. I didn't sit idly as an educator hoping to get better and dreaming big dreams of how I could leave my mark. I actually made the decision of how I would invest in my own development. I connected with others who could help me get there. And then I gave back when I had enough know-how to pass the baton to those behind me. Each one of my chapters, I shared with you how I used it to create an offering for those that I serve. If it helped me, it's going to help you. I replicated in a way that they needed. Educators are lifelong learners, but they are givers too. They don't just get better and get better and get better without giving back. They thank those that poured into them by pouring back into others. You know that. I've said that to you before. So I want to ask you this. How will you in 2020 and every year beyond become who it is you want to become? Where is every chapter of your journey leading you? You have control to shift and change that momentum and that trajectory if you choose to do so. But you can't just do this thing willy-nilly. You need to practice what I mentioned in the last episode. Yeah, dream big dreams and then break those into actionable steps. Write them down by quarter, by month, and week. Hold yourself accountable to become the person that you desire. Read whatever you can about your areas of weakness and your areas of strength. Build up your tool belt. Find folks in your field that inspire you and learn as much as you can from them. Invest in free and paid opportunities to hone your craft. But whatever you do, make the decision to become whoever it is you want to become. You hold the compass to the direction of your journey as an educator. So take hold of the reins and believe it to be. Take action every day to make it happen. I want at the end of 2020, you to look back and say to yourself, there were pivotal moments in this year that helped me get closer to who it is I want to be and how it is I desire to serve in education. Just like I am doing right now, looking back at these three pivotal moments for me. You are deserving and you are worthy of having an enjoyable, rewarding career, but you have to take ownership and bringing that to fruition. Set your goals and take bold action towards those goals. And if I can help you in any way along your journey, just holler, Gretchen at alwaysalesson.com. This episode isn't just about you. When you prioritize your own development, you affect change in everyone else that you lead. You better those around you, and it's a gift that leaves a legacy behind it. So invest in yourself, and you'll in turn be investing in others. 
And if there's something in this episode that perked up your ears, just go to alwaysalesson.com, click on podcast, find this episode. All the links that I've talked about in this episode are there. You can discover more. I am cheering you on to start taking risks this year and stepping out in faith and acting bigger and bolder than you've ever done before. You've got this. All right, Elite Educators, that is a wrap for this week's podcast on taking responsibility and ownership of your professional development journey as an educator. Now go out and be great because you've just been empowered. <laughs>